It's your man, DJ Contemplus, most connected DJ. Um, before we even start this, right, before I even let everybody know, of course, Melissa L is here. My man, Esso, is back. But before we even, like, get them into this, I just want to begin this entire episode with a word from Hove. So, Jason, let's get this to rocking, and then we'll get to where I plan to go today, all right? It's the DJ Can Podcast. Let's go. How did you react when, when, when the, in the, that one line in that song where you referred to, to Jews and wealth, some people got upset? Yeah. How did you feel about that? I felt it was really hypocritical. Only because, I mean, it's obvious the song is like, you want to be rich, do what people who got rich done. Of course, it's a general statement, right? It's, it's obviously a general statement. Like the video attached to it was a general statement. Mm-hmm. And if you didn't have a problem with the general statement I made about black people and people eating watermelon and things like that, if that was fine and that line about wealth bothered you, then that's very hypocritical. Boom! We here now. We here now. Ah, we are here now. Uh, so I'm glad you're back. Melissa L, as always, glad you're here, man. Everybody Yay. good? Everybody good? What's up? What's popping? What's popping? Um, so I want to thank you as well, too, man, for coming back another day, man. Um, extended family. And it's kind of been popping off all since we dropped that last episode with you. <laughs> the comments have been crazy. We know the Kanye story has gone to a whole nother level. So, um, you know, we could play with it or we could just get right into it, man. Like since since the Kanye fallout, we all know a lot has happened. A lot of partners have walked away. Mm-hmm. Kanye's net worth because so much of it was his stock and his ownership in the Adidas brand and his Yeezy partnership. Um his stock is now, I mean, his worth is now, I guess they're estimating around $400 million, um, still more money than I'm playing with. Um, there are a lot of mixed emotions, a lot of different points being made with the Kanye thing um, and with, you know, the things that he said in the past, slavery was a choice, Donald Trump, uh, everything. I've even saw some stuff going way back to him and Taylor Swift. And, you know, of course, the bipolar thing came up um, again. Um, just right off the top, man, let me get just in quick summation, you know, like what are y'all thinking right now about everything that has happened in this last, you know, since we last saw each other. And I mean, whoever feels like jumping in first, I'll I'll give my thoughts last, but let's just start there, man. Before we do anything else, let's just start with your overall thoughts on everything concerning the Kanye situation right now. Um, okay. So I, since then I listened to, um, a podcast and it was Kanye and this Jewish guy, Lex Friedman. And um, it was really erratic and I was really upset, but I didn't even finish the whole thing. Right. Um, and so I decided not to listen to any interviews, but to just read about what was going on and like things that he was saying. And some people are like, I'm, I'm more so reading the public's reaction. Um, I really didn't even think about what Jay-Z said or what, I guess, um, I guess like what the general public would say about like, Boom, we could talk about black people and that's fine. But now we're talking about Jewish people and it's an issue. I really didn't think about it at all um, up until earlier today um, when I heard that. A lot of other people are saying that he is calculating um, because they say, well, you know, Kanye West is always calculating. A lot of people are saying that he is purposely uh, pissing people off to get dropped from certain endorsements and campaigns um, and companies because he was asking for that weeks ago and they didn't want to let him go. And so now he just pissed him off to get rid of it so he could work on his own. So I, I really, I don't know. I don't know. I'm confused. I still don't like it, but 
Well, no, there you go. What you said makes sense. Well, I don't. I don't think your thoughts are wrong or or right. I mean, like I said, it's it's, it's that was literally one of those things of just like you know where you know like what are you thinking right now with all that's going on? Um, so I I know without question you got some thoughts. Um. <laughs> one, I think it's very unfortunate what um has occurred with Ye. That's the first thing. Um, I think that with people still saying he's crazy, he's not technically crazy because what he said, they kind of proven him to be correct about the power that they have and what they can and can't do. Um, I just think that it's unfortunate that he doesn't have the foundation of his people. You know what I'm saying? But he's accomplishing still what he always wants to accomplish and like, Good press or bad press, you're still impressed. He's still the number one talked about thing, even when people don't want to talk about him. You know what I'm saying? People say that they don't want to talk about him, but he gets the most views, he gets the most clicks. It's controversial. <clears throat> um, has he apologized yet? I don't know if he's apologized yet. Mm-hmm. I haven't heard about it. Um, but I think that he could have he, he could have some of this go past if he just would apologize and not just to the Jews, to the black people too. You know what I'm saying? To apologize to the people that he truly, truly offended right. going right. down this journey because, you know, I rock with Kanye, you know what I'm saying? But after he said the George Floyd fentanyl thing, I'm, I'm looking at him a little different. You know what I'm saying? My right. wife been on the fence with Ye. She said, oh, because you, you a music business dude and you understand this and you understand that, but the regular world that's not in your business, they don't, they don't get the promotion and they don't get that you don't listen to everything that I say. Because when Kanye says certain things, I was like, oh, man, he's just bullshit. Right. And my wife was like, come on, son, like you wilding right now. And I'm like, but that's what the reality is. Like, these people are paid to entertain you. They're right. not paid to guide you and lead you. That's when people are fucking making this whole thing. Like, Kanye is not a leader, nor does he want to be. He never came out and said he wanted to lead never when he wanted to be president. He was joking. He ain't going to be president. Come on. Right. He, he's not a leader. And everybody's getting so upset with him because he's a creative vessel that is very good at what he does. Does he say the right things? Nah. Do I agree with him? Nah. But in some, I think people have done far worse and been forgiven. Right. True. Well, I wish he would articulate himself better because, okay, they asked they ask the question to Jay-Z, right? He digs the hole even deeper is the problem. It's like, we get what you're saying by the Jewish people, but he just keeps digging more and more rather than just clear it up and say, hey, here's an example of a time that it's okay. Why is it not okay now? Just like Jay-Z did, right? Pose a question. Rather than that, he just keeps digging. He went and spoke to a Jewish person. And Can I tell like, you why he keeps digging? Because for some reason, when black people get rich, they think they smart. Well, I don't, I don't, I, yeah, I, I agree with you to that point. And that's, and that's, that's kind of, that's kind of where I want to go. Because I think that one of the things that we do, right, is the minute somebody gets popular or they get a bunch of views or suddenly like, you know, like you said, they got a bunch of followers. We immediately put this, them on this pedestal, like they experts in everything that they say. 
Like you understand? Right, right, exactly. And I'm not sure <laughs> if we do it as black people more than everybody else, but in the world of social media and digital followings and that sort of thing and all this influencer thing that we're talking about, that is that is exactly to me what's going on. The minute somebody gets a bunch of followers for whatever they got them for, all of a sudden it's their opinion is expert on everything. Because one of the things that Kanye to me kept saying when he would be talking to these people, like talking down to them was like, I got more money than you. So why are you talking? And I was like, bro, like that doesn't make what you an expert. What the fuck does that mean, bro? Exactly, but it's one of his <laughs> it's one of his points. And and I want to go back to I want to go back to another thing that you said. You said he doesn't have the foundation of his people. Do you think that that's more his fault or us as a people? He done pissed us off too many times. Nah, uh, listen, we ain't supporting so him, but it's like I, I mean, I, I don't know about that. We not we not really supportive of our own people. We crabs in the barrel. All these other races are very supportive of of their race. We're not. We're so sick. Huh? I think uh, wait before because because I don't want you to Jump go too in. far down that road before I I want to I want to stop you before because I know you to me you're about to hit that fork in the road and I want to make sure I get you before you get there. Okay. There's Tyler Perry, right? Tyler Perry to me seems to have the very foundation of black people because he always shows that that's where he starts. I think yep. Steve Harvey also does that fairly well. I think yep. when we're talking about a Kanye, right? <laughs> you even can go back to. Um, and it's funny because I do all these parties that are multiracial, right? And so you say, look at Kanye in the beginning, right? When you look at um, Through the Wire and he talks about his girl being a Delta and this and that and the other. So it's obvious that he started off with, I don't know if she was Melissa's complexion, but she was probably a brown girl. And then one of, his, one, of his, one, of his, one of his most famous lines is, you know, in Gold Digger, of course, he leave your ass for a white girl. And what did Kanye do when he got money? And you know what sisters do when they when they when they see that kind of thing. Yeah. So you already know Melissa being a sister, I know she know, right? So right. again, be, before is you Kim get to that K fork K in the road, it's Kim K. Yeah, white. She's white. She's white, man. Put it this way. Let's put it this way. Right. Let's go ahead and get clear this up right now. We ain't gonna I'm gonna let keep it a bean. I'm gonna keep it a bean. She more black than a lot of these black chicks. No, let, let me let well let me let me keep it a bean right back to you because you my man and we family. No. I feel like we can talk about this. She ain't just because you just because you didn't lay down and got your head beat in by a bunch of brothers does not make Thank you more you. blacker. That it doesn't. Just because you raped the culture on the regular does not make you, you black. Just because you went and got the mad because come on, bro. Like look at Kim K right now. It's like when it's convenient, we run back yeah, to who yeah, we yeah, really are. Right. Look how slim she done got. All of it. Like even let's look at the family. And I don't want to get off on a tangent, right? Kylie was no, out no, here. Kylie, Kylie was out. Yeah, Kylie was out. Kylie was out here selling more lip products than anybody. And she ain't even had lips five years ago. And when it's convenient, what did she do? Well, I, I went and got my lip injection stuff removed. But ain't no black girls doing that. Ain't no black girls just doing that. <laughs> so, if they got the money, if, if they got the money, they will. No, but the thing is, so. And so, yo, I got something to say. Like, God, I know you do. I'm not even a Kardashian <laughs> fan like that. Right. You know what I'm saying? I'm just keeping it real upon culture and who 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 be rocking with who's rocking with. Like I Clue is my man. Like right. I seen him with Kim K. Like I, I seen her be in New York and be more down to earth and rock and more loyal than a lot of these other girls. No, I'm not saying she's black. She's not a black girl. 
okay? Right. I just had a, I, I just had a back and forth with, with somebody about Nori being black. So you know I'm not going to say Kim K is black. Right. I'm not going to say that. I'm, and, but I am going to say that she's definitely a part of the black culture. All her fucking babies is black. All her other sister babies is black. The, the, one sister got the white girl babies. Her mama, her mama's nigga is black. You know what I'm saying? So she's in, she's in the culture and she's fucking with black dudes. But black girls ain't out here fucking with black dudes. Let's keep it a bean. And that and that and that's what I'm talking about. All right. So, so I'm not. So I'm 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 not gonna knock Kim K. Kim K. Then went to act like she was getting a, a fucking degree, act like she's trying to help people. She's trying to help people get pardoned. Ain't no black girls doing that. We got Candace Owens going crazy. Like yeah, but you know Candace Owens is just one. You know, right. You know Candace Owens is just one example and ain't a good one. We got a vice president who is invisible, who changed her name from Kamala to Kamala. <laughs> you, bro, you better stop it. You better stop it, bro. And put more niggas in jail than the KKK. Now, what that part I might can agree with. Right <laughs> okay, that one, yes. Fuck him, kids. To me, first of all, she's not even doing actual law school, right? And even though they say it's an apprenticeship, I have never in my entire life, like I know people who've gone through law school, like you have to go through so much rigorous work. They made the baby bar for her or whatever the fuck. And not only that, they made it easier. And the person who was supposed to proctor that exam for her was Van Jones. Come on now. And you pass. Now, let's take that to the side. Her being part of black culture, back when she was trying to get on and she was trying to get famous, she was just trying to get with whoever was famous, right? She was best friends with Paris Hilton and she talked like Paris Hilton and she looked like that and she was trying to fit the whole white girl aesthetic until it became more convenient and she realized, boom, I get attention from the black male gaze. So that's what I'm going to be, that's what I'm going to fix myself to be like and I'm going to try to be like women. Notice that all of them have a best friend that's black. You know why they trying to be like them? This is some get out shit. Like, no, like I cannot say that she rocks. How about, how about, how about, how about, how about this? You can't, what about appreciation of the black culture? You never heard once you go black, you don't go back. You know what I'm saying? I'm just saying, you get, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just keeping. I'm I'm just saying. Once, I'm, once I'm gonna the stick come out. Once the stick come out, <laughs> look, 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 and also too, also too. Let's just let's just keep it a bean too here, so like let's keep it let's keep it a buck here. Remember too, right? Just because you have these big platforms, right, and you wind up being the voice, does that mean really? That Kim K is like the one who's saying, let's do this, or she's the one that's really setting it off. Or are people saying, you know what, Kim, you got, because if I'm not mistaken, even the stuff she's doing with the justice system, right? There were a couple of sisters mixed in there that were doing the real work, but because she had the, but because she had the biggest... Right. So again, so again, how does that mean that she's really out here championing? She's just like, okay, we can use your platform to to get there. Let me say this, Ekin, because he's he's doing this for the radio. No, I'm not. I'm doing, bro. This is I can't do that with you. You're not gonna allow it. I can't do. We can't do that with you. You're not gonna allow it. He's a technician, right? He's an experienced guy on radio. (laughs) Is that what it is? Although he knows these answers, he has to put it to the. 
um to the people that's listening and the people that's watching because they don't know he's good. He's oh. good. <laughs> I tell people to know this man is really good at what he does. Okay, now let me explain to you why Kim K is important as being a figurehead. Because there are people, there are millions and millions of people, although there are people like us that uh, don't look at her like, I I look at her for what she is. There are people that look at her negatively, right? Those two black girls that are working with her can do more with her influence than they can with working hard around the clock, 24 hours a day by themselves. I do believe that. I she agree. can get them indoors. She can get them publicity on cases. She can help them. She can get them relationships. For real, just off the good work that they're doing for her, then and if they're about our black culture for real, they will catapult. She's be she yo, you need somebody to open up them doors and be a stepping stone for you. Right, but we that wasn't the that argument can... though. That wasn't the, that wasn't our pushback. That wasn't but, my pushback. No, wasn't... No, you, but you saying if she's really doing the work, she don't have to do the work. She's the figurehead. Them two black girls, if if them two black girls for real. If they want to go champion causes and all that, who are they? It's going to take them 20 years to get through the doors that she can get them through now. Right, but going back to last week's conversation where we was talking about how much more lit you are when you find someone lit, right? The problem I have is Kim Mm -hmm. K will take the work off of a black person's back and be like, I did this, as opposed to saying, hey, this person helped, even if she didn't do shit, this person helped me and let me give you a platform now sponsored by Kim K. I got an answer for that. Go ahead, because that's that's my point. That is not what the figureheads do. When Puff Daddy was fucking the, at the top of the food chain, making all the records, yeah, the hitmen got the credit on the paper. The hitmen got their money. But everything was produced by who? Puff Daddy. When, when niggas went and got the awards, when niggas got the credit, who became the icon? Puff Daddy. Right. Not not and that's and that's on down. It's right. Many people look at Dr. Dre and Scott Storrs. Dr. Dre but you, is the but, icon. Nobody but you know what my Scott Storrs did them beats. But you know what my pushback is to that? What's that? They are all brothers in a black culture. You're, the the original not thought Scott process. But again, you're talking about the person in front, though. See, Dr. Dre is what I'm talking about. The Puffy is what I'm talking about, right? So the Kim K part, right? If you are really, to me, about the black culture and you're not black, when you come in here and you say, okay, I want to help, then because you know you're not really doing the work, you and and law is definitely something that's really a different beast than someone who understands being creative. And you know what I'm saying? Like, Like Scott Storch making those beats, when Dre went and did maybe said or took an award or whatever or whatever, he didn't have to explain until it became an interview later, maybe like on a drink chips or something, where they talked about the process of making, you know what I'm saying, still DRE. So then Scott Storch would talk about how that happened. When you're talking about these cases of a black man who's been put in jail unlawfully or whatever, Kim K's not an attorney. She doesn't know the law. Yes, she is the person that got the door open. So to your point, I definitely appreciate and I respect that. And like you said, you made this point last week what she can do by getting a situation lit that you can't always put a price on that but when you go in and you start talking about these cases and you're on these platforms i believe and this could just be me that at least one of those sisters who was doing the actual hard work 
should have been there or should be somewhere in some of those articles getting a mention of this is who really is doing this work. Kim K has partnered with her. I ain't saying it makes Kim K any less valuable because like you make a really good point. And sometimes I think as black people, we forget that. And you and I have talked about this a lot. Like, yo, like sometimes it's better with three people because somebody may have a different relationship here. Somebody's better at this instead of always thinking, well, if it's not my name and my name only, I'm not doing it. Nah, fuck that. You, you made a very valid point there. But with this thing, that's to me is where I have an issue at when we start talking about these different races and things that are being done. Now, you also made another point I want to jump back to, right? When you talk about us and sticking together, because I do think that that is a very big piece of uh, that nobody's talking about here, right? Because this morning, and I meant to send it to you guys, right? Somebody made a um a post and they used the old uh, Keenan Ivory Williams, Keenan Ivory Williams thing from Living Color. Remember when he was playing the mailman and he slips in the window, he goes, message, right? And what they were saying was, it's awfully funny how Kanye has said all these things about blacks and everything else. And then the minute he says something about Jews, he's getting shut down. Right. And that made me really start That's to think. Of, wait, wait. But that made me really start to think about your point, though. If we understood our value, which we've talked about before, and we all moved as one in unison, we could move our money and people would understand and take us more seriously. And I think that's a big part of the conversation that's missing, too, is that to your point. They, all these people know that we don't stick together as one. We so they do whatever. So that other people Bro, feel like they're doing it. <laughs> all they're doing, all they're doing is what I'm saying we should do. Right. That's why I'm not mad at the Jews. Yo, you can talk about them niggas all you want. Them niggas don't stick together. You a nigga. Go ham. <laughs> I don't care, bro. Right. That's your race. Why would they care? Like, that's why I'm saying people be like, oh, did you know what you Yeah, nigga, the Jews stick together. Right. You ever been friends with a Jew? If, if you've been friends with a Jew, you know they got to talk to their family. Before. You black? What? Right. <laughs> they gotta talk to their family. They gotta ease you in. They gotta talk to you for a year. Sometimes they act like you was there by mistake. Just meet me at the <laughs> restaurant so my family can see you cool. Yo, for real. Niggas go hard to get down with the Jew because they don't, they not mixy, bro. You right. know what I'm saying? So why are you gonna get mad at them for sticking together? You said what? We what? You did what? How what? Get them. Get them, Charlie. Get him, Jason. <laughs> yo, get him. Yo, uh-uh, 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 uh-uh. No, right. no, no. You said Judas is that finish, Kanye. <laughs> we, not, we, we not saying that. Niggas right. walking around, get him. So if all these people was mad at Kanye and they black, where the fuck you was at? Right. Why the fuck you ain't speaking out? Kanye Ben said some stupid wild shit about <laughs> niggas. I'm, I'm looking at Ye like, Ye's not a leader. Ye no. don't, I'm not thinking about Ye. Ye's there to entertain y'all doodoo heads. If y'all doodoo heads want to keep being entertained by Ye, you go ahead. If you think Ye is so fucking insightful now, you go ahead. His mama was guiding him before she died. Right. If you were so insightful, why you needed mommy? Stop. Mommy's the, mommy was the leader. Mommy, no, mommy was a fucking genius. Don't get it fucked up. Mommy had a couple dollars too. Right. Yeah. He didn't come no, I watched no that bullshit. entire. Uh, that I watched that not understanding. He didn't come from no bullshit. Right. True. You know what I'm saying? He came from knowledgeable shit too. 
But what make you think that he's the nigga that's, that's the leader? He didn't want to be before. You feel what I'm saying? He could have been leading when he was making that money, making them hits. Yo, my mom's my nigga. Yo, refer to everything to my dukes for real. Right. When my dukes was gone, everything went started changing. Yeah. Like, and I, I, people's mind, like, niggas' mind, like, nope. That's the thing. I'm not saying he's crazy. I'm not saying nothing. I'm saying that when my sister died, I'm different. Right. And I'm not scared to say I, I'm, I'm fucking different, nigga. Some people change for the better, which I did. Some niggas change for the worse because you knew me when I was wow, nigga. You right. know what I'm yeah. saying? <laughs> I think it was rolling, my nigga. You know what I'm saying? Every day. <laughs> you know what I mean? After my sister died, I'm like, yo, you need to, yo, yo, life short. Yo, damn, Tammy gone. What the fuck? I changed. Right. Imagine your mom just dying abruptly. Like when, when people talking about, yeah, I, I just, I, I swear to God, you're the only person that has gotten me to talk about gay. You and Heineken. Anybody else? I'll be like, nah, because like I, I'm, I'm too delicate about about gay because I'm a music business nigga. I'm a lifer. I never had a job. That's all I ever did. Right. I I I, I fucking know the niggas that manage yay to this day. You know what I'm saying? I just spoke to one of them two days ago. You know what I'm saying? I understand. The nigga saying Ye did this shit on purpose, bro. I know his team, bro. He didn't do this shit on purpose. Bro. I didn't think so. I think I, I've this, been hearing it, but I've been like, Ugh, I don't know. Nobody, that shit would be too far fetched. Yo, Ethan, you know I, I I I know them niggas. I yeah. just spoke to one of them niggas, and he didn't give me the impression at all, bro. Like anything was cool. Like wait till you see what's up. Nigga right. just giving me the impression like, yo, bro, like we got a, yo, we got, got a lot of work to do. Control. Well, let me let me ask you this though, and you may or may not know the answer to this. Um, do you think that there's an issue around Yato, like with his team, and and you may or may not know the answer to this, and you may not even want to answer it. I don't know, like you know, because sometimes they, you know, the 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 word, the, the way that I feel sometimes a lot about this game, and and I'll use R. Kelly as an example, right? Like mm -hmm. I've been to R. Kelly's crib, like literally been to his house in Chicago. I feel like, and you know, then watching the documentary, right? You see people in this documentary, like the one gentleman in particular that always comes to mind to me is he comes and he sits on a stool and he's like, I'm the one who changed Aaliyah's age on her birth certificate. And I, and I, and I, I had an issue right there because I'm like, you're an enabler. You should be locked up with him. And so I guess where I want to go, my question is to me, it seems like, you know, and I remember when you and I first met and we started building managers to me almost were way different. It seems like now a lot of people are in a manager role and it's almost like their only job is really you got to catch calls. They're not really making plays for that person. And also when you get as big as Kanye, I wonder sometimes if you almost like, dude, if I do wrong, wrong, wrong thing, though, I'm out of this spot. And I, I want this spot because this they spot was catches with, everything. Yo, they damn near was with him from Jump Street, though. Right. So 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 you don't so you wouldn't say that it's a thing of like. Ye will listen to his team. You think that it's one I'm gonna of, be honest. I'm gonna be totally honest. I have no idea, bro. Right. I'm a manager, so I'm since like I, like since I started this media shit, and even before this, my my biggest thing was I'm on my business. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't 
I don't get in the middle. Niggas ain't going to – I don't say nothing. I don't know what they thinking. When I say stuff about what I see from Ye, I'm speaking from purely an experienced standpoint. Right. From only doing this and doing this shit for 25 years, seeing D'Angelo melt down. You know what I'm saying? We seen niggas – yo, we seen Michael Jackson melt down. You know what I'm saying? We saw Prince do some wild shit. God bless the dead. You know what I'm saying? These are all people that have been at the top of the, of, of the food chain. You know what I mean? And they've all made decisions and said things that we always been like, yo, what's up? But as I've gotten older and been in the business, I'll be like, I'm around these niggas. These niggas is not leaders. Right. These niggas is creative vessels that are good at what they do. Please stop thinking that they're your mama or your daddy or you need to follow what they're doing. <laughs> they're not asking to do that. That's right. what y'all not understanding. They don't want to be that for you. They want you to enjoy their creativeness. Y'all start to ask these motherfuckers questions. Y'all be wanting to know what these motherfuckers think. Well, they don't want to tell you. Well, let, let me let me go back to let me go back to where you always say that I am, the media guy, because you know we here now because uh you got experience, heavy experience being a manager, and heavy experience being managers of females that are moving in a pretty dope space in this game, along with being attractive. And I know two right off the bat, my girl Yummy, and of course Maya, right? So I want to go there because what? with your experience <laughs> of being a manager of a female and knowing all the things that have been said, you've had to be protector, you've had to be helper. When you see what's happening with this Irv Gotti and Ashanti thing, yeah, I'll, I'll just leave it there. Go ahead, because once you give me an all oh, man, I know it might be a thought there, and I don't want to block that. I, I, I just, I just, you know, I mean, you see, okay, for everybody who doesn't know. Okay, for everybody who doesn't know, let me just bring the audience up, right? Of course, you know, Ashanti was introduced to us by Irv Gotti years ago, and and I feel pretty close to murdering because I was at Def Jam at the time. Actually, Ashanti's first show was here at Wild Splash in Tampa, too, as a matter of fact. She was so nervous, came out on stage early, Irv had to get her back or whatever. But, you know, we know what she wound up being and being a big part of the Murder, Inc. history. Um, then, of course, it progresses. We all don't. The story's kind of like all convoluted, and I don't claim to know more than I know. But, of course, if you listen to the rumors and Irv Gotti interviews and the the Murder Inc. doc, there's been some relationship stuff between the two of them. It's gotten real muddy in the last few months with Irv Gotti being on Drink Champs and saying a lot of stuff. Then, of course, the Murder Inc. documentary came out, and now Ashanti's finally making the rounds and she's starting to do interviews. Um, she was on Angie Martinez, and um, that's just one of them that that I that I know and I got some quotes from. And one of the big ones was, you know, she just was like. Irv Gotti never was her actual boyfriend. Like they never were actually in a relationship. Like okay. they were, she didn't, she didn't deny that they've messed around that there's been some dealings, but the way Irv put it, like, you know, like they were damn near like a power couple things was going next level or whatever. And I'm not asking you to get in. I'm not asking you to get into that part. I'm just really asking you for starters as a person who has managed female artists, that have been had hit records and really been in a space to where not only are they attractive, so a bunch of dudes are always trying to be in the space. So you have mm -hmm. to protect that and keep them focused. What was it like, man? And was it different than, say, having 
a male uh, artist? Was it harder, easier? Yeah, no, it was. It's hard, but it's harder with a female. One, they into more things. You know what I'm saying? Two, you might get into a relationship with them. It, it happens. It something happens when people go in the studio together and they work and they getting money together. Shit happens, my nigga. You know what I'm saying? So. I vowed not to work with females. Like even before I was with my wife, like every female that I dealt with has always been like something extra. Even if you don't fuck with them, it's different type of expectations, different type of protector expectations. When you managing a nigga, a nigga is not expecting you to jump in the way and take a punch for them and holding, grab a nigga down, and so she so he can run out. And, you know what I'm saying? Like when it's a woman, Damn. it's totally, it's totally different. See, it's 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 different when you making that money or you going on promo tours with your record label and all that. But when you out here in this motherfucking world and you got to get that ten thousand, it's just you and niggas from your hood and you traveling and all that. It's a different type of thing that she have a bitch. Pardon me, a chick. When they see you getting that money for them. You more important than they nigga, than they daddy, than every other person in this entire fucking world, my guy. You're right. the most important thing to them. And if they look at you and you holding them down and, and different things like that, there's different expectations on all that type of shit. So when you're dealing with a woman, it, it, it's it's way more complex. They get their fucking period. They got their mood changes. Like, it's a whole bunch of other shit, but they are the cash cows of the business. If you get one that's talented, it's unlimited horizons for them and the money that you can make. So now, that's why people do it. You know now, what I'm saying? Were you in my, what, go, ahead, go ahead, Melissa. Go ahead. They had um, you know, something to say about that in response to the whole thing with Ashanti. The thing about it is like, yes, nine times out of ten, you normally hear, especially from women artists, you know, like, oh, she was just being moody or she was this or she just, you know, lashed out in an interview, whatever, whatever, blah, 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 blah. The funny mm -hmm. thing about it is that no matter how much shit she went through with Murder Inc., right? Because she basically lost her whole career based off of whatever court shit they had going on, right? No matter how much stuff, it's taken her more than a decade. It's been 20 years since she came out. It has taken her more than a decade before she finally has been like, you know what? Nah, like y'all gonna stop lying on my name. <laughs> like, um, so I hear what you're saying, Esso, but I also don't think that that's the case primarily, like with Ashanti, let's say, like, cause he managed her, the, yeah, they got into a relationship, whatever they did, like it wasn't right, but nobody would have known that. He didn't just manage her, babe. He, he wasn't manager, she was signed to him. Like he right. made, he put the budget behind her to make her a star. That that's one thing that's one hundred percent fact. Her, people her. have to like you. They normally have to have a lot of self interest in you. True. Like in this music business, the devil is the angel of music. That's for real. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? It, it's a lot that goes on and make these women stars, like or these mm -hmm. dudes stars that people don't even know about. Nobody just slaps their record up against up against the wall. Somebody's doing something to get something done that needs to be done that we that nobody's even discussing that nobody even talks about. This business is a dirty, it's a dirty game. 
So if Shanti got to that pinnacle that fast, it was a reason why. I'm not saying he was her boyfriend. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But I do know more people, and I'm not saying everything the Earth God is actual factual, because I know that that is not the fact. Okay. <laughs> All right. But Irv got to get that oil in him on drink chance, boy. You liable to hear anything. Yo, what I will say, I will say that one unanimous thing that people have always said was they was fucking around kind of hard, yo. That's the one unanimous thing. And I don't know if she going to say that she was his girl because he was married and all that. You know, women is delicate about how they want to look about the things that they did. You know, he right. did like, I don't want, yeah. you know how I'd be like, nah, if you really, because the next question is, well, he was with his wife. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Whoa, whoa, blah, blah. You want to avoid that question with your character and all of that. It's a lot of, di- people got to understand this shit is entertainment. So when niggas be jumping and women be jumping on like, like she's like, well, Ashanti, and we know, and we know, I'm going to tell you like this, technically we don't know shit. We don't. The only, well, we, the only niggas that know. The only niggas that know shit. They both probably lying about something. I'm gonna keep it. What is what you say? What I say? And we wish we had them screenshots. We wish we like like like. I'm not gonna argue with her because you know why? You're right. I'm right too. Trust me. You are. And I some, agree. And, and, and there's some shit you wrong about, and there's some shit that I'm wrong about too. Because they both telling lies about some shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'm keeping I'm keeping it I'm, I'm, I'm keeping it real. I'm not taking the Shanti side. I'm not right. taking Earth Gotti's side. But the women you know, and and she's a good looking woman. You know what I'm saying? Like she looks better now than I feel like she did back then. You they know say Ashanti's they say Ashanti's aging well. Yo, mm-hmm. Ashanti's a good looking <laughs> woman. You know what I'm saying? So I can see why Earth Gotti would be trying to be up in that and if she acknowledged that they were that they had sex right you know what i mean like okay so when so once you fucked them when you not fucking them and you want to roll with this nigga and he's your boss and you in the studio so once you fucked him you telling me you took breaks from fucking him no we not fucking right now come on g we ain't doing that I think the Nelly thing. I think the Nelly thing threw everything for a curve too. I think when the Nelly thing came, so he he expressed a lot of like seemed like he was hurt about that, and she talked about that too in her interview. When you when you were you with Maya from the beginning, or were you did you come in like later? No, no, no. I I managed Maya for ten months. Okay. Yeah, it was ten, but we we knew each other for maybe like six, seven months prior. You know what I'm saying? I was just hot with the managing back then. You know what I'm saying? Right. Me and Maya, we really we really clicked. We were just kindred spirits, really. You know what I'm saying? We just was chilling together before I was even managing. I, I had went to Cali and chilled with her for like 10 days and shit, just straight. And once that was over, and I was like, we was doing music and all that. Cause I, I, I was more of a creative manager. I wasn't like these niggas. Right. I was in the studio and I was in meetings. And I was with Dr. Dre helping Yummy make records. You know what I'm saying? And I was doing the business with Dre talking about points and shit. Like, I wanted to be a super manager like Mark Pitts. So when these young girls was my age and they saw somebody that had the relationships and I was involved with the music too. You know what I'm saying? And people respected me too. You know what I'm saying? That's why it was always 
symbol for me to click with them. But then me and my, like, my pops wanted to get in on, on the management, and we didn't see, like, eye to eye about that. And then me and her had, like, a little personal thing that I overreacted about. I was a hood nigga then. You know right. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, I overreacted bad. You know what I'm saying? And fucked that whole fucking relationship up. What was like this? Even because she tried to get it back. You know what I'm saying? She tried to even be like, yo, let's try to start all over. She had to tell me that I don't feel comfortable. And I was like mad for years. But after I got older, I was like, yo, she was smart. You know what I'm saying? Because I really, I didn't have my temper intact. I was still fucking with hood niggas. I didn't understand that once you get to this level, yeah, you here, but you want to go there. Right. You ain't with these same niggas here. You know what I'm saying? It's a, it's, it's a thousand niggas down here that's fighting that you wrestling with. But when you up here, it's only seven of them. And they, and they not fighting the same way. You know what I'm saying? They just fighting over who, who going to make the most money. And on these scales, I was making the least money. Right on some real shit. I was making like three hundred thousand, like three hundred fifty thousand. Niggas looking at me like, man, get the fuck out out of here with that little bit. Of, I'm good, bro. Right. What are you talking about? I'm making three hundred fifty thousand. I'm traveling the world. I'm doing the finest things in life. I don't pay for nothing. Right. I was like, yo, I came a long fucking way. Like, get out of here with that little money, nigga. Just come on. Your money not good here. But I was there. You know what I'm saying? I ain't adjust, bro. I adjusted too late. It took me 10 years to get back to this point. Like, like the puffy saw me and nigga was like, nigga, give me a hug, nigga. You fucking playing with me. <laughs> nigga didn't recognize me. He said, nigga, the puffy interaction is always cool. I got no facial hair I have now. Like, uh-huh. Uh, uh, Ethan said Puffy's interactions are always good. And I Yo, said, I have yet to have The Diddy one. shit is crazy. Like, Diddy called me one night. Like, him and Sean Prez, you know how they would call people and shit? Like, Diddy called me. Prez called me one night and was like, Yo, E. I'm like, Bro, I'm waking up. I'm like half sleeping. Like, Yo, what up, Prez? It's like, Yo, Puffy man, somebody. Yeah, somebody want to holler at you. He just said, Somebody want to holler at you. And then you know how Diddy get on the phone. What up, Playboy? And I'm like, yeah, Puff? And this is before the. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like I Puff Playboy to this day. Yeah, Everything it's like what up, Playboy? You know how Diddy hit you, right? When he fuck with you, what up, Playboy? And I'm like Puff. <laughs> so yo, niggas can say what they want about that man, man. That's the cool yo. Niggas can say what they want, man. That's the coolest nigga on earth to me. Him and Baby. It don't get no cooler than if you're not a hater, nigga. It right. don't get no cooler than nigga. You might not like how they do things, what they say. Whatever, nigga, get right. your own. Then you ain't got to worry about it. You know what I'm saying? Well, I think I think too. Um, to to your point, man, and, and I think a lot of times we we forget this part. Like, there's not gonna be perfection in every single person, right? I'm sure that Diddy's done some things that people who've dealt with him on the regular be like, man, that shit was fucked up. But if you a person that's aspiring to be in this game or just aspiring to be like great in life, like you have to look at a, that dude has done a lot of dope shit. You know what I'm saying? Like like. You know, I've I've seen it. Like I tell people all the time too, right? When and and you know, everybody talks about the making the band thing. And Melissa, I don't know if you ever, you ever saw making the band, Melissa. It's like no, the of course I okay, did, dude. I wanted to be on making the band. <laughs> right. you so you, everybody so, knows about the cheesecake. Right. So the everybody cheesecake. talks about the infamous cheesecake scene, right? <laughs> but nobody looks back. And so you'll know this, right? Diddy was washing the cars of executives when he was trying to get on. Like Diddy was taking the train from Howard to go up yeah. there and just work. People don't understand yeah, yo, like yo, what he was Diddy's doing the, for free. To get on, 
You know, they just look at, oh, I can't believe Diddy's making them go get. Really, it was just like, bro, you ain't, you don't even know what I've done to get here. You just thinking I woke up and I'm puffed. Nah, bro, a like. Che- a walk to Junior Cheesecake and back is nothing to what that nigga's done or gone through. Yo, it's on, yo, BB, I got this, I, I have this saying, right? It's just some people that's just that guy. Right. Like, it's, it's, it's a but it's it's a few of them that you know. They just that guy, and Puffy is one of them. He's just that guy. It ain't he's one of one, bro. You don't get like so niggas can say what they want, talk the shit, whatever. Nigga, this nigga been rich since ninety one. Since I was born, yeah, <laughs> like literally yeah. Yeah. since yeah. I was born, thirty one years. <laughs> niggas wasn't even comprehending being a millionaire in ninety one, and my cap eking. Now I was not. a baby in 91. I remember Diddy. <laughs> like, I was like, like 10, bro. What are you talking about? Like, I can't, like, I, I just I just want to talk to Diddy one time on camera, though, to get him to tell the infamous, like, Clive Davis story. Like, when, it's, it's like, from what I understand, like, when he was going to meet Clive Davis, right, to get, when he first got the bad boy deal, right, like, he only had, like, maybe, like, a hundred and some thousand dollars, like, to his name. And he took, like, 70 or 80 of that and bought a Rover because he didn't want to run up on Clive and Clive think he ain't have it. Like he Why was he like, just rent a car. He well, maybe that. back Why? in that day though. Maybe back in that day, I don't know. Maybe he rented a car. Maybe no, he's just that guy. Right, like he was like, I don't want them to ever think I ain't getting it. So you know he runs up with a rover, you know. And I, I feel then like someone thinks like uh, someone like that would think there is no plan B. Like this is this is what I have to do to get here. And it might not make sense to everybody else, but there is no plan B. Like there's no, oh well, I just rented the car. That's fine. It's like no, this has to work. So I'm just gonna fucking buy the car and show up. Well, I think that that's what Eddie Murphy said on our studio too, right? Eddie Murphy was like, plan. He he didn't he didn't never had a plan B because when if people have, have a, plan a plan B, they play safe. And mm-hmm. he got an ill theory. He's like, if, 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 if you have if you have a plan B, you ain't gonna thoroughly go for your plan A. Yes, he said. He said when you have a plan A, they should, that should be your only plan. There is no plan B. If Literally. I'm gonna be an actor, that's what the fuck I'm doing. I'm not doing nothing else. I'm an actor, nigga. That's his <laughs> shit. And and to your point, I didn't know that story about him buying the rover. I never heard that before. Yeah. But that, and I'm I'm gonna say that that explains a lot to me why when I first met him why he fucked with me so hard because when I first rode up on him, you know what I had? A Hummer. Right, I remember you told me, he's like, what are you doing with a Hummer, bro? He was like, what the (laughs) fuck are you doing with a Hummer, bro? How the fuck you got a Hummer and all this jewelry and all this shit and I don't know you, nigga? Nah, nigga, I'm out your way, bro. You ain't gonna squash me before I get started, bro. You know what I'm saying? I'm I'm gonna have me something, you know what I mean? Right. now, now I see why, damn, that's crazy. Because he would take that as fucking deja vu. Because now, now, damn, because he, he used to always be like, yo, this is my little brother. And I'd be like, I, I ain't no little, I'm not nobody's little brother. But he'd be like, yo, this is my young brother. Like, right, like so I'm the most And I'm going to be honest, I only spent, like, real talk, maybe a year and a half with Puffy straight, fucking with him. Yummy was writing for him and shit like that. We would go to Atlanta, take a couple trips with him. But it was a lot of, like, in-depth shit, like being inside the studio four, five days straight with him. You know what I'm saying? Huh? 
Because I feel like I cut Eakin off in the middle of the story about the the road. No, nah, I mean that that was it though. Like I said, I I mean I'm I'm a, I'm. I'm a big student of this whole shit, right? So, like I said, and, and you know, like you're gonna always hear the bullshit about somebody when they do somebody wrong. Like you're always gonna hear that. But I've always been like, you know, like I tell people all the time, like there's Diddy, there's Hove, there's Fifty. I have done like lots of research, and I and I and I was there for a lot of that stuff too in different ways, right? I would either be when I went to New yeah, York, I'd be in the office with somebody, too, right? No, yeah, yeah, them too. But I mean, I, I probably was around though, like the the whole thing because I was with Def Jam with Rob Love and all of them. You know, I was there for a lot of that, right? When Fifty popped, I was definitely there for that with Renee and Nelson. Like I would be literally, you know, what I'm saying back and forth. I went all out there with the movie thing. Outside, see the Queen shirt. You yeah, yeah, we, yeah. We know, we know about that. Outside, <laughs> we, yeah, we know, we know about that. Uh, we we know about we know about this yeah <laughs> yeah so I, I was a, I was yeah so well I mean to all of that right like so I'm a I'm a student of you know like and a, you know I tell everybody too like to me you have to be a fan of this stuff to a certain extent too right and I think people are like nowadays we're so busy on everybody thinking that they can compete on social media that we forgot it's okay to be a fan of people that you that you think are dope like I really I be on some well, you different though. You know what I'm saying? Like, I I don't know. I'm a fan. I'm sorry, bro. I'm like, I'm a fan. Wow. You from Southside. You, know you from Southside. You know? They're queens. You know they be pretending. You know it's entertainment. Yeah, but I but also that's too. That's why you pick yo. That's why you pick three of the only real of three of not the only three of the few real niggas. You said Hove, but whether you love or like Hove, Hove is a real nigga. Right. That's who he is. Puffy is a real nigga, whether you love him or like him, and so and so the fuck is, is, is 50 Cent. Right. But after that, you hard-pressed. And even if they hard to deal with, mm-hmm. even if they hard to deal with, you at least know where the fuck they coming from. Right, and I Doesn't also it, think, too, I also think... Sure. I also think, too, people think when you say you're a fan of somebody, though, and you made this point earlier talking about because Kanye is popular, it doesn't make him a leader. It doesn't mean I agree with every single move that Puff make or that Hove has made. But also, too, there's been enough stuff that they've done that to another point we've made in this discussion. Right. If you see somebody doing something right, then, hey, that's a right way to do some shit. So you can these brothers didn't get successful by, like you said, just sitting at the crib, getting to come to them. How you know they how had, they did it? Tell because me I, how. Tell me how watching them, you can tell how they really did it and what really occurred. Well, let, well, let me let me just let me, well let me start with Hove. Okay. The one thing about Hove, if I don't take anything else away from him, is when he always says this: the one thing that we did was we didn't quit. Now I don't know every single move that was made, but mm-hmm. I do know that whatever they believed in, like that Plan A shit you just said, they went for that. And I also, the also, the also, the also thing I love about them that's not happening now, though, was they also in the beginning. Right. We as a world collective, we don't know if we get hove, if Dame don't believe the way he does. We don't know if it may seem like hove was really the player. But a lot of us, if you really know some of these stories, you know, Big was really on the block. So who knows where all that money came from to help them move around and the connections and stuff that they were doing to show us that picture. Right. So Biggs was that guy. Right. That so guy. as a student, I pick pieces that I say, OK, and even the things that went wrong. Right. That's why I'm big on like I'm not one. 
If I got a problem with you, I'm not going on no fucking podcast to air you out. That should have to get real crazy. I'm calling you because I don't like what a lot of these dudes are doing. That's one thing, like, to me, why I really respect what Hove does right now. Because Hove, it don't matter what they say, Hove don't appear until he feel like it. And only certain people get in the conversation. Kevin Hart got one. David Letterman got one. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? 50 has always been where he's at, like 50 said. But he's, he's taking his role and he lived with it. But at the same time, you don't get from 50 unless he feel like giving it to you. He don't. You know what I'm saying? Like, so it's 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 those moves that I like that. that You know what I'm saying? Like I said, everything that they do, I'm not saying that I agree with. Like, I like, like a lot of stuff that's going on with 50 and his son, right? I don't really know all of the particulars. I just know sometimes when looking at that, right, it makes me really go harder for my relationship with my own kid. I don't know how they got there and I don't do the super research. I just know, like, when I look at it... I'm in a familiar situation. Right. I don't want my kid online talking to anybody else about stuff that we should be dealing with at the crib. That's so I work on that. That's what I learned from that. You understand what I'm saying? So I don't I don't know how they got I there. You know what I'm saying? The baby mom, all that stuff that's going on. I made a pact a long time ago with my son's mother. It was like, look, I ain't gonna keep I ain't gonna argue with you because the goal is him. So mm-hmm. I gotta do my part, you just do yours, and we're gonna work our ass off to make sure he's straight. We ain't gotta Your get along twenty four seven. Mine wasn't i'm screaming i'm screaming i literally said this to someone yesterday i was like i'm not arguing with someone whose frontal lobe is not developed yet i have become famous for telling people that their frontal lobe is not developed on fucking my expert opinion you know what i'm saying <laughs> in your and expert my, opinion yeah and my and my and my frontal lobe was not developed even at no. 25 i think that yo I think that my, yo, listen, you can make tremendous moves and be smart and help guide other people because it's easy to see what other people are doing before it's, before you can see yourself. Right. I honestly don't think that my frontal lobe even developed until I was 40. <laughs> I'm, being, I'm keeping it, I'm keeping it a whole beam. What, like last year? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like, when I'm 40, like, because... It started developing thoroughly, I feel, when I was 36. You know what I'm saying? And I and I feel like that it was over a gradual time because I had to learn certain things and it, it, it wasn't fully there until like I, I haven't spoken to my daughter for two years. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I was like saying, yo, like I didn't do nothing. Did I do anything? Nah, I never put my hand on my daughter. Like my me and my daughter, everybody in this world, including me, thought that me and my daughter was best friends. But when you don't understand the relationship with her and her mom and the dynamic, and my daughter told me to my face, like, yeah, I know my mom lies and she lies on you, but what am I supposed to do? She's my mom. You know what I'm saying? And instead of my frontal lobe being fully developed and me just getting the dynamic of what's going on, I dealt with it emotionally. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And a lot of us men deal with it emotionally when it comes to our kid because that's our seed. You know what right. I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And we don't get the chance. Like 50 Cent was shot, grinding, traveling, making money. He didn't have time to develop the relationship with his son that lived predominantly with his baby mama. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like we, I, I had a whole thing. You don't understand the dynamic of the... Uh, what, what I call it, the brainwashing 
that starts, this is the famous line, you know how your father is. Right. From two years old. Yeah. And even speaking, the, even, even speaking on the even speaking on the fifty thing, right? That's why I always tell people like I don't know all the dynamics. I just know like from watching it from a distance, right? And you can even see fifty, right? Look at his relationship with the, his Zaya. youngest kid, right? His, with his youngest kid, him right? But him and the baby, but he was famous already, right? That chick might have looked at it differently than the baby mama. She might not have been bitter. And I'm right. gonna be honest, I had to do soul searching. It's a lot of shit I could have done better. I right, could have been more, uh, yo, I, I could have really understood, yo, I could have not yelled, yeah, I never put my hands on, on my daughter, but did I fucking yell at her, you damn right I did, being a father or not, I could have been way more understanding and gentle to the situation was with her mother, I didn't care, bro. You know what I'm saying? I just was like, yo, I do everything. I'm, I'm there for you all the time. I thought that we was this and that. But when certain things occur, you understand where the brainwashing come from and then the mistakes that you made to even make the brainwashing look like it's real. Right. So when you ask me about things that I learned, I just learn from like watching. You know what I'm saying? Like I see things and you don't even know if all these things are actually true because we get things secondhand, the media, this, that and the other. But these are three dudes that I really look at and I'd be like, there's different things I take from them. And, you know, and just, I, you know, and again, I have Fifth to hurt. I'm just going to say that Fifth, he a tough nigga. Like, right. yo, yo, I, to be honest, one on one. And all the people that I've met and been around in my life as a person, as a man, I think that 50 Cent Curtis Jackson is the toughest individual I've ever met in my life. He's up there with my father. My father didn't dealt with segregation from in Belvedere, North Carolina. He's different. You know what I'm saying? I think th them two niggas are honestly the toughest niggas mentally, physically that I've met in my entire life. And I know he's hurting. And I know even he's lashing back out because I know he's feeling like my son is a man. He could have hollered at me. Like, there's ways you holler at a man when you a man, my nigga. Right. You don't do it you like that. Man example. You uh -huh. So when you don't have, okay, so I can't say, I can't speak okay. in terms of being a parent because I'm not a parent, right? Not mm -hmm. yet. Um, however, I did have a father that was literally lived five minutes away from me my entire life and was actually not present in my life. We are just sure. now getting to a point where we are building a relationship, right? And as a kid, right, I definitely lashed out a lot because I was I was pissed. I'm angry. Like, why are you not doing what you need to do? And I look at it now and I'm like, you know what he did, even though he was wrong, right, in certain things, maybe he did what he thought was right. Maybe he did what he thought was okay. And maybe it got so bad, it got to a point where he didn't even know how to deal with it anymore. And he didn't know how to even get us back to that point. So you as a kid, which hopefully, you know, his son uh, has this awakening of some sort. One day you wake up and you go, all right, boom. Like, uh, what can I do to make us better? Because clearly lashing out and being angry is not, it's not it. How can I not forget, but I got to forget. And we got to keep it pushing. The only thing that he can do with his father right now is to, yo, one, the money situation, you were supposed to reach out before that money changed. You know what I'm saying? Two, you're gonna have to have a heart to heart and it just not be about no money, my nigga. Like, 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 this is your dad. Right. You know what I mean? Like, regardless if he's 50 cent. See, we in situations whereas 
I'm not five minutes from my daughter and I'm not just going. That wasn't 50 situation. If you look at the old, if you look at the old thing, just watching it, Marquise was in videos with him. Yes. He was with him like sire. You know what I'm saying? He was with him, B. But I'm speaking from a dad's point of view. If you get poisoned by your mother, and I'm not saying that this is your story. I'm not saying that. I'm telling. I'm saying from a from the point of view that I feel like I'm I'm facing, and he's faced. Right. Right. If you're getting brainwashed from your mother, that's a hard pill for you to swallow as a father, being that that's your blood, and it's nothing. You you you, you're you're rendered helpless unless the kid wakes up. Unless the kid wakes up one one day and says, "You know what, mom." You shouldn't even be in between me and my father. This I like, what you, what y'all got going on? What y'all got going on? It don't even got nothing to do with me. I didn't even know that. Right. As I get that too. Like kids should not be in between parents. Um, but going back to kind of like what we were talking about. Um, you know, you said, hey, he should hit me up. He should hit him up like a man. If that man wasn't present in your life to really show you the example of how you need to address certain things, you don't have that. And it's not its not even a, a knock on the guy. The dad is not a knock on the kid. It's, you just don't have that piece of knowledge. Hit him you up like a son. Hit Say him again? Up like a, hit him up like a son. But if you've not my had son, that relationship. I'm not hitting my father. I'm not hitting my father up. On social media. Yeah, I don't wanna... give a fuck. How no, I agree. Hard, yeah. and... I don't give a fuck how hard it is for me to get a hold of this nigga. If I gotta go to Southside and, and call my aunts, I know my aunts, I know my uncle, I know where my grandparents, I know where somebody's at. Stop right. playing with me. I'm not hitting my father up on social media. That ain't no, got I nothing to do with it. Yeah. Hit, hit me up like a son then, nigga. Call me, nigga. Yo, I'm wrong, nigga. You know how fucking dads is. Most fathers, a, a, a father like that, you just ain't gonna say I'm sorry. And he's gonna come on, and you know a father like that, you gotta, you gotta apologize a couple times. Me, I'm melting if, if my daughter call me, Dad. I don't know what. Yo, just come over. Don't right. even talk, man. Yo, I'm we sending can, the Uber. We... Yo, just, 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 just come on. But that's me, right, dude? That's, I, look, that's who I am as a person. You gotta know. I said this on a show. You gotta know who you rocking with. If you know who you rocking with, and you acknowledge it, you know how to deal with them niggas. He Ooh. took the he took the he took the way out. I'm not gonna categorize what type of way that is, but he took the way out that that type of dad he got that made it even worse. His dad is a man's man, my dude. Dude, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a end it there, bro. Like, like you left us with y'all, y'all both left us with some gems, Meryl, and we, we know we could go on with this one all day, man. Um, yo, like, no, bro. Like I said, as always, man. Uh, yo, like I appreciate you. I appreciate you, Melissa, man. Like these conversations are like they really like really dope conversations, and I I really appreciate them, man, because like you don't find a lot of people that have to me when I'm watching these episodes of different people doing things like these are the conversations that I've always wanted to have that I continue to try to bring on this podcast, man. So I appreciate y'all for jumping in, man. So as always, where can they find you at online, man? And again, I thank you. Man, listen, man, go to my YouTube. My YouTube is jumping off right now. It's going crazy. <laughs> yo, that, yo, Bag Few TV. That's the first one. That's me and Heineken. 
Me and Clue just lost our shit called ear pollution. It's going bananas. Little baby was our first guest. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. The baby, the baby, we just had him on yesterday. We have a money bag, yo, Kodak, Floyd Mayweather, J. Cole. Okay, we Riley, get the hey, don't don't hit us with no more light flex, okay? Yo, don't hit me with no follow, more light flex, okay? Follow ear pollution on YouTube and follow my Instagram, E S S O W R L D. I just put in the petition with the gram to give me my ESSO. Let me get that and throw my blue check up there. You heard? Boom! So that's coming soon. <laughs> Melissa, where can they find you at? Underscore Melissa L. Melissa spelled traditionally E-L-L-E like the magazine. Instagram. We're at a party. We're at a party. I'm just saying. We're at a party. We're at a party. (laughs) As always, man, it's man DJ Eakin, man. As always, across every platform. And then at DJ Eakin TV on YouTube, man. Shouts out to my man Jason from Radio Influence. The entire family here, man. I I appreciate you both yet again, man. And um, uh, we'll have to do it again soon. Um, I'm not sure when. I got to give you a rest for a second, so and then then bring you back. Too good for me, yo. yo, (laughs) Is that what it is? (laughs) I'm coming to New York soon. We're gonna do this live, man. For a while till I come to Tampa. When I come to Tampa, we're going to do it live. That's the next time I'm on. Boom!